Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Scott Farley. And Scott is a well-known real estate agent in the Capital District. So, Scott, it's great reconnecting with you after all these years. How are you doing? Well, uh, thank you, Cynthia. It's, it's nice to reconnect with you. I have some very, very fond memories of our interactions i mean many years ago right with my mom and yeah. uh we had some good times we had some great conversations so it sounds like you're still having great conversations with many people since that time right right i've done over a thousand shows unbelievable super duper congratulations yeah. you've obviously reached a lot of people Right. I I just keep track of the news, see what's going on, and if something I think is noteworthy, I manage to find that person's contact information. I call and we do a show. Mhm. Do you get Do you get so, feedback from the shows, or? Yeah, yeah. People tell me they like them. Mhm. So the reason do, I do people write you, you? Mm-hmm. go ahead, I'm sorry. Do people write into you with questions and stuff? No, no. I formulate my own questions. Gotcha. So the reason I contacted Scott, there was an article in the Times Union about what, about a month ago about a kind of like a new reality show about real estate. So I figured I'd give you a call and or contact you and find out if you knew anything about it and then started chatting and here we are. So it's been many years since we talked and so tell me about what's going on in real estate in the capital district. Well, thank you first first of all for asking me to be part of your show. I'm flattered that you would think of me just you know, a little friend from a long time ago in your world, in our, my world. Um, and I, you know, have sold real estate here for 31 years. And honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a more exciting real estate market than I've seen since the outbreak of Corona. Um, when we were told by the governor's office in the end of March, I think it was March 22nd to be exact, that real estate was no longer an essential business, you could hear the heads drop. Um, the statistics showed that real estate sales, pending sales dropped 80%, probably consistently for the first good part of two months after that announcement in March. Um, 
and there's a lot of fear and, of course, anxiety that was driving the fear about, you know, our incomes um, and what are we going to do if your income drops 80%. Um, mm-hmm. We're self-employed. We don't have uh, most likely unemployment insurance, so we're not able to collect unemployment. Um, unless you happen to have self-insured yourself, but real estate agents typically wouldn't do that. Um, it also put great fear into home sellers and commercial people, commercial uh, owners, um, that things would never recover here ever again. Um, and it took, like I said, a good two months before things started to change. People became accustomed to the corona rules and felt safe enough to venture out again. And one of the (laughs) bright spots about living in upstate New York, I'm sure one of your thousand shows people have commented on the weather here in upstate New York, right? The snow, the cold. I want to be somewhere else other than upstate New York in the middle of the winter. That one of the bright spots during Corona for upstate New York is there wasn't a lot of Corona. Yes, people here have died. People have suffered from it. But by and large, the any um, any spread of Corona is most likely not because of people that are living here, but are coming here from out of the area. Mm, probably a certain larger percentage from downstate, right, where they're more likely to get exposed. So. I call it Corona light up here in upstate New York. And so, you know, we have snow, we have cold, but we don't have a ton of Corona. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have, you know, wildfires to any great degree uh, or tornado light, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we don't have scorching heat in the summer for long periods of time. So, um, you know, overabundance of nasty insects or animals. Um and so the corona thing, after a couple of months, our people started to, to move north out of New York. As you know, you've read online, New York City and the New York metropolitan area are, have suffered greatly under the effects of corona, notably those that can afford to get out of New York um, and live elsewhere have um, and of course, the stay-at-home work orders, um, as much as they helped save lives, they also forced people to learn that they can work from home and be just as productive in many instances as if they were living right near work in, in and around the New York City area. So these people that can afford to uh, live elsewhere, um, you know, we've caught a fair share of them migrating into our area in the Capital District. Um, and I would venture to say that at least half of the inquiries they're getting now about people wanting to either get a rental or purchase something are from the downstate area where there's a preponderance of corona cases. And it's much harder to go out and not potentially get yourself exposed. Now, I live in Saratoga Springs, uh, Cynthia, and mm-hmm. I will tell you, the people have been very, very conscientious about following safe protocols and avoiding 
contact with other people. They've done an excellent job here. And, of course, the numbers have remained very low. And it's very attractive to the downstaters who maybe are not in an environment where they're being as safe as they possibly can, right? Because if you're in New York and you're a central worker, you have to go to physically go to work. You've got to jump on most likely public transportation, right? You've got to get on a subway mm-hmm. or a bus. Or you've got to get in to a cab or an Uber, which you're potentially opening yourself up to more exposure, right? right. So here you can go shopping or go downtown or wherever in our capital region, get in your own car and really limit the exposure to this this virus. So real estate now, has I've, exploded after the two months. Yep. Go ahead. Um, because, you know, um, there hasn't been much people venturing out. And the track season, there weren't any spectators at the track. So what did the... Uh, what did that do to business in Saratoga? Because I used to love to go to Saratoga, see all the people, listen to the bands, visit my friends at Ciro's, and that didn't happen this year. You're right. You know, if you happen to get yourself inside the track because you knew someone connected with the industry, you wouldn't see very many people were there. Clearly, the people that Mm -hmm. were there were obviously people that were connected to the horse business, right? Owners, workers, people that needed to be there, essential horse workers, right? So Mm -hmm. we still had a lot of those people come in in my business, the real estate business. We uh, rely a fair amount um, on people renting houses here for the season, and we um, find found very few cancellations of those that already made the reservations. So the essential workers obviously still needed housing. So a lot of our business is related to that. Then you have what you might think of as the tourist, right? The horse trek enthusiast, um, which is obviously some of that market too. And a surprising number of those people kept their reservations. And then as the season got closer, more people came here just to get away from wherever they were. Um, and even though they couldn't go to the races, Cynthia, they could um, mm-hmm. enjoy downtown because we were still open on, on many levels. Um, and, of course, there were well a number of uh, uh, establishments that had virtual, um, virtual uh, racetrack events. So like at the Adelphi, they set up large screen TVs in a very private VIP mm-hmm. area. You could reserve a table like you would at the track, except it was at the Adelphi. And there's a number of establishments that did that. So you still had spectators coming and treating it as their vacation. And I'm sure you've reported on, and many in your of your listeners themselves decided to uh, take some trips this summer locally and, you know, and stay in the state because of the quarantining well, issues. So we had, still had a fair amount of people doing that and coming to our area. For, um, people but, who are, for people who are basically unfamiliar with Saratoga Springs, uh, tell everybody the importance of the Adelphi. So the Adelphi Hotel is a Victorian hotel. Clearly it was 
from the heyday of Saratoga built in the 1800s. I'm actually uh, speaking to you from the Rip Van Dam uh, Hotel, which is next door to the Adelphi. It was purchased a number of years ago in a severely uh, debilitated condition, and these uh, pretty well-off investors who have a fondness for Saratoga and maybe for that hotel in particular, uh, purchased it and spent an ungodly amount of money, thank you, uh, renovating it and bringing it to basically the premier uh, downtown establishment in Saratoga. It's just a wonderful, wonderful facility, and I'm being a neighbor uh, to it here. I find myself there quite a bit, entertaining and enjoying. Um, it's, It's really the crown jewel, I would say, of Saratoga right now. And um, it's year-round. Um, it's a boutique hotel. Where they have a couple of restaurants there. And 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 by the way, maybe this is news to some of your people that they the same group that renovated that and only Adelphi just purchased the Rip Van Dam within the past six months, and they're presently in the middle of rehabbing this. So they'll control a good part of a city block here in Saratoga. Um, and again, the Rip Van Dam is a, an historic hotel too. It's just presently not used as a hotel. We have office space here, and it's also home to the Salt and Char restaurant, formerly known as Maestro's. We have that wonderful porch, you know, that you can dine on the streets of Saratoga overlooking uh, people watching Broadway. It's very, very fun, very nice. So before we get back to talking about real estate, what what do you think um, – what do you think is going to happen to Ciro's? Do you think it'll still be the night spot that it was? I'd like to think so. People may not know this, but that is in a residential community next to the racetrack. And the only reason they can get away with the restaurant and bar is because it's grandfathered in as a seasonal business. Um, they did not open this year. Right. Um, and I'd like to think, Cynthia, its legacy will survive and will continue on in some fashion. However, I know you uh, take a look at news and, and, and uh, obviously have talks related to it. You might have noticed that the one of the owners was recently arrested, uh, right. Heroes, for some problems so that he personally has. So the fate and future of Ciro's... Um, is up in the air right now, I would say. Well, no. So, you know, you you say that, that, you know, real estate is doing very well. Would you say that's all around the Capital District or or predominantly in Saratoga Springs? I would say, hands down, statistically, the whole Capital Region has enjoyed – a tremendous uh, summer season uh, in terms of number of sales um, and the price appreciation. There were a couple factors that made it a perfect storm. Um, Before Corona hit, we already were in a seller's market, meaning that there were many more buyers looking for real estate as a whole than there were amount of people uh, looking to sell. So that was out of balance already in many segments of the market. Not all of them, but in in many of them. 
And then the corona hit, um, and the government intervened, right, with the stay-at-home, non-essential. They also uh-huh. put forces um, on the economy, putting downward pressure on interest rates, through again, through government intervention, which then further exacerbated the the lack of inventory problem, more buyers entered the marketplace. Then you have the corona itself, which caused people to migrate to our area to work from home up here versus maybe a more congested area. Furthermore, you had home sellers, a certain percentage of them, Cynthia, that did not want to have their homes on the market for fear of contamination by people looking at their houses during corona. So all those factors increased huge amount of demand. It also lessened the supply. Perfect storm for creating an unprecedented seller's market. The people were enjoying and have been enjoying unprecedented uh, highs of prices um, and just an abundance of sales of what we can get our hands on to sell. Days on market, hours on market in some situations, multiple bids, you know, many bids on a number of houses. Uh, for me, 31 years, I've never seen the sheer velocity of those situations I've seen than I have seen this summer. But uh, would you say that 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 isn't the case, you know, uh, all over the country or even all over New York State? Do you think real estate is hurting in a lot of places? So real estate, you may have heard this before, is hyper, hyper local. So what's happening specifically if you chose the Saratoga market it, 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 the east side of town near the racetrack could be quite a bit different than, say, the west side of town near the high school, right? So it's so hyper-local. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could be 10 minutes away and it's on fire and 10 minutes further away, it's dead. So it's really, really hyper-local. So when you look at sweeping statistics, whether it's the state, the capital region, or as a nation – there's always a story within a story, and you have to go really local to see what's happening um, on the micro level, neighborhood to neighborhood. By and large, the whole capital district, if you have to you know, aggregate it, has done very well all over the capital district because of the same reason. Mm-hmm. Super low corona interest rates, super you know, friendly, um, safe from a lot of corona um, cases, and having um, – lower than usual inventory uh, even go before going into Corona. And that's true all over upstate New York. Now you can look, go online and you can find areas, maybe some areas in California where there's more dense populations. And because of Corona there, they have fallen sales have dropped, right? If you go to New York city, I think there's a 30% drop in the amount of sales there or, or greater. If you look at commercial real estate, that's a whole, way different story than as a whole, than it would be, for residential, because commercial, you with the laws of, the, of our state and many states and nation, large quantities of people can't congregate. So offices, you know, were abandoned. People learned to work from home. So offices that used to people had to report to work to offices. Now they gotten used to working from home and being just as productive. So those office buildings, a number of cases, even though they can go back to work in in, in certain numbers. They're not going back to the office space. They're working from home virtually. 
for example, my real estate team, right? We would have Monday meetings and all, you know, 10 of us plus would get together in one room. We've not been able to do that since Corona. So we started doing Zoom virtual meetings. And even though we probably couldn't get together in some degree physical, we've stuck to the virtual meetings because they're just as effective. They save time. And it just works. It makes sense. So we have a lot of commercial space. And also, if you look at the retail, uh, Cynthia, what boomed during Corona? Amazon, right? Stay at home. Don't go into malls. Don't go into where there's space. Order home online. So those poor retail uh, operations, you know, especially I'm thinking about mom and pops, people stayed at home and shopped from home. So we've culturally changed the way that we, we do our, our, our business or, you know, shopping. You know, people would order groceries at home, right? Now, obviously, one has to eat, so there's a certain percentage of people that are always going to go to the supermarket. But you don't have to, right? You can get them delivered to your house. And Amazon mm-hmm. just has made everything so easy. So commercial real estate has been negatively affected probably for a very long time. I don't know if it ever fully recovered because fully recover because government's interference has really caused us to shift culturally to be able to work from home and be able to shop from home, why do we really need to go out in the numbers that we used to before? Restaurants, same thing, right? People think twice about jumping into a crowded restaurant and having a meal and staying there for two hours to have to take their mask off and breathe the air while they're eating their food. You know, outdoors, if you've had outdoor spaces, they've thrived. But now we're going to go into the winter, Cynthia, and in upstate New York, it snows and it's cold. You're not going to be outside right. anymore. So a limited capacity inside is going to hurt a lot of restaurants. I'm seeing some numbers that you could see 75% of the restaurants you see now closed permanently after winter is over. I've seen that statistic. Not good. So the, uh, the business environment has changed quite a bit. Since, since things are realigning, Will that have an impact on real estate? Uh, which I'm sorry, which will have an impact on real estate? Since businesses are realigning, a lot of businesses are downsizing, a lot of businesses are closing. What effect will that have on the real estate market? Well, good question. If there are less people using commercial real estate, restaurants, office spaces, retail, those vacancies um, are going to have to be filled in one fashion or other because the owners have bills, the landlords have bills to pay, right? Most, in many situations, they have mortgages they have to make. So, in order to fill those spaces, they're going to have to reduce the rent way below market to hopefully attract someone to repurpose the space that what is used being used for before. When prices when rental prices drop, that means values of the real estate, the commercial real estate, will drop. If mortgages can't be paid because they don't have enough rent to cover the mortgages, you're going to see an increase in foreclosures. The foreclosure rate will rise. You'll see a downward spiral on on um, commercial real estate prices. 
that arguably won't get filled up to the degree that they were because of all the reasons we mentioned due to corona. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine if you save your pennies right now, probably in a few years or sooner, you'll be able to get some pretty good buys and some commercial real estate. When when this first happened, like in February and March, and then they started closing everything down, were you were you worried? Were you frightened? Were you taken by surprise? What was your reaction? That's another excellent question. So yeah, surprised, frightened, scared. I mean, we're in the real estate business, right? My agents, my team, and of course many others make their livelihood off of real estate commissions, and so many of my agents have families and children and so on and so forth. And um, what are they going to do? But it's not like Cynthia you can run out and get another job because right. businesses uh, were furloughed, right? Employees were furloughed and businesses were shutting down. You couldn't you know, operate a store unless it was a essential grocery store, right? So we had to regroup and figure out what we could do. The reality is even in the worst real estate market, a certain number of homes are are always going to get sold because people need to move for life reasons, right? They will never change, and the reasons are, right, family's growing, right? I need more bedrooms. I got more kids, right? Or just the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm older now, and I can't take care of the property anymore. My kids are gone. I need to downsize, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, even with the unemployment numbers higher, there's still plenty of businesses doing very well, right? And so they're hiring, right? And the people have to relocate for job transfers. So those people need to buy houses when they move to a new area. Um, or somebody passes away, right? Now there's a state. Somebody needs to buy those properties. There are people renting, right? First-time home buyers, which is the biggest part of our market. Does it make sense to rent a property for $2,000 when I can buy a home for $275,000 and have the benefits and enjoyment of owning my own place and, and, and growing my equity and growing my personal wealth uh, as well as the, just the joys of owning and comfort of owning your own place. So all the life reasons, Cynthia, um, we look at and we say we need to go aggressively and assertively after the people that for life reasons need to move, regardless of corona, they still need to move. One of the approaches mm-hmm. we took as a team is we met every single day, Monday through Friday, um, at, in a, vir- a Zoom virtual huddle. And so we would regroup to keep our mindset and our heads screwed on right. And we set up um, patterns of phone calls to reach out to all of our friends and family, people that we know in our databases to see how they were doing, how is the family, how, how are they dealing with the, the corona and the stay at home with the kids and all this stuff, you know, compassion calls, we call them. And in those compassion mm-hmm. calls, of course, real estate would come up inevitably and somebody somewhere along the line in your calls throughout the day would say, you know, I know someone that needs some help, they're moving or whatever the real estate need that they is, they, they had. So that's what we did um, purposefully and in great numbers during the start of Corona. So we focused our minds on that to get out of the, oh, my God, the real estate market's falling off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Well, you know, time goes by quickly when you're having a great conversation. And our, our time is up. So give yourself oh, a little plug. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Give yourself a little plug. Well, look, uh, the uh, market is the craziest I've ever seen it. It's very exciting. For those that are thinking about moving in terms of selling their properties anytime in the next five years or so, real estate goes in cycles. We are definitely at the top of a cycle. So they may want to accelerate their moving decisions and make other arrangements to be able to cash in on what's arguably a very, very high real estate market because of the things we talked about during our show here. And if they're looking for 30 plus years of experience to go to work for them, give me a call or text. Okay, you have to give your your contact information if people want to contact you. Oh, you're sweet. Very, thank you very much. Again, I'm Scott Varley, and my phone number to text me at is 518-281-6808. Thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun, Cynthia. Thanks, uh, Scott, and we'll talk again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.